everybody it's your girl stephanie and welcome welcome back for some and welcome to some of my new viewers you are here with me today for the second episode of the a2h podcast so thank you all for joining me and welcome to the show this is the element a2h podcast where we break down the element a2h this is as i said episode two and we are going to be talking about the A2H formula. The title for today's show is called A2H Formula Explained. So thank you for being here. Um, and let me get into it really quickly before I get any further. I am joined by a special guest today. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in my guest, Miss Tamika Otis. Please, y'all, say hello to my sister friend, Tamika. Hi, Mika. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> this is, I'm the studio audience and the host, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> hey, Mika, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So it's going to be really interesting for me to sort of switch between host and friend. I'm so used to calling my host, my guest, Mika. But to be a lot more formal, please welcome Miss Tamika Otis um, to the show. Thank you again for being here. Thank you again for having me. Of course. I would like to just tell the people really, really quickly a few words to describe Tamika Otis. Some of the words that I have found to describe Tamika are equity warrior, results driven leader, a businesswoman, a loving mother, sister, and friend. And last but not least, and why I thought it was an excellent idea to have her here today, Tamika has been described as an atmosphere shifting storyteller. But most importantly, I think for me anyway, Tamika is my sister friend. So please help me welcome my sister friend Tamika to the show. Um, Tamika, thank you so much for joining us today to talk not just about the elements A2H, but to also talk about your story. Um, so before we get into your story, um, I need to sort of tell the people, and maybe for your benefit a little bit too, the ways in which I describe a2H and the A2H formula. Is that okay? Yes. All right, cool. So for everybody's knowledge, today's episode is called the A2H formula explained. So let me just break it down for you really quickly. The elements A2H are the framework by which I help people to define and create their own success through my company, Aspire to Hire. We use a formula called the A2H formula. And that formula is that if people embody and utilize the elements A2H as an internal compass, 
And with that internal compass, with the elements A2H, coupled with their contribution to society, to their job, to the world, that will then lead them to career resiliency. So let me say that one more time. The elements A2H plus your contribution will lead to career resiliency. So that is in a nutshell um, and really simplified the A2H formula. So today I have my friend Tamika Otis on to talk a little bit about what that looks like in her world. Um, some of the ways that I feel like I've seen Tamika embody the elements of success are through her leadership qualities, obviously, um, through her entrepreneurship and through her career journey. So we're going to spend some time today talking about Miss Tamika's career journey. Um, and so as I get into that, Tamika, the first thing I want to ask you about is um, I know that you let me know previously that some of the elements of success that resonated with you were passion and unapologetic ambition. So tell us a little bit about why those two stand out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't until very, very recently that I publicly acknowledged that I did not finish my college degree. Right. I was very embarrassed by that. I gotcha. attached that to shame and mm. I struggled a lot with imposter syndrome. Mm. And not because I wasn't excellent at everything I was doing and excelling right. and holding high positions, but because, um, especially in our community, the black community, um, how many degrees you have is like really important and it's part mm. of what identifies you. And so right. I would often be in conversations where it would shift to, not just like, do you have a degree? It's like, what degree do you have and where'd you get it from? And right. I, I'm like, oh, oh, Sally's calling me, excuse me. Or I have to use the restroom just to avoid mm. the question. Mm. And it was so um, awkward. But what I realized um, with the help of some you know, friends and people pouring into me was that um, that wasn't anything to attach to shame. It was honestly like something to say like, yeah, I don't have my degree and I have right. people PhDs paying me to give them advice. So that's, that's a word. Right. But <laughs> because I didn't have that piece of paper walking in the door, right? right. I had to have passion. I learned yes. that really, really early on that anything I was passionate about, I was very, very good at. I mm. didn't care about not doing things that weren't in my job description. I wanted mm. the job done. I wanted it done well. Right. And so again, anything I was passionate about, I was excelling. I was coming in at entry level and moving up to management within one to three years in several different positions. Gotcha. And then the unapologetic ambition, mm -hmm. was like the audacity of me to even be applying yes. for positions that I apply for not having a degree and maybe at the time not having the experience they had. But first and foremost, I'm a child of God. Okay. I believe in his favor over my life. Yes. I believe that when I hear a whisper for, from him, mm. then um, it's already laid out for me. So yes. positions where people are like, girl, you, what are you doing? And I would get them. And not mm. only get them, but hold them for, I was a director for the Department of Labor for 10 years. Wow. You know, holding board positions. And again, now starting my consulting company where people yes. who have multiple degrees or even PhDs are paying me. Yes. to give advice. So in my career, because, you know, my trajectory was different. I don't have mm -hmm. that behind me. I had right. to be super passionate and I had to have unapologetic ambition. 
Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Tamika, for sharing that. It is of the utmost importance for me, for people um, to hear that story. And especially because you, as you know, my experience, my career was really built in higher education. So sometimes I have to welcome, I have to put a little bit more effort into welcoming others, right? Um, because people tend to be, in some cases, intimidated by the fact that I'm a higher ed administrator, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but honestly, in my eyes, I'm like, that's, it's the same type of job that any other, anybody else has. It's just, it's just work. So right. I really am happy that you were willing and, and um, open enough to come on the show today and share that part of your story. It is just one part of your story, though. Your story is so wide and vast and blessed um, mm -hmm. and marvelous, right? At least in my eyes. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just one part of your story. But to your point, I think in our society, we give so much power in some ways to these degrees. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Obviously, what I've built Aspire to Hire upon is that your your definition of success should really be an internal yes. um, decision. And so that is really the basis of the Aspire to Hire movement. People who are working, um, utilizing personal characteristics, their personal and their professional development to define success for themselves. And I thought yes. you were an excellent excellent person to tell that story to uh, to my viewers to my audience and to our followers so thank you for sharing that piece yes i wanted to also ask you um i think in that same vein at what times in your life or maybe in what ways um do you feel like you have done well at defining your own success who um there were so many times where people told me I couldn't do something. Right. Or I remember when I, I started out at um, the Department of Labor in uh, the Job Corps program as an admissions counselor. I went mm. and applied to be an admissions assistant and the person um, who interviewed me saw something bigger in me and said, you're not uh, an admi admissions assistant, you're a counselor. And I had no experience. And awesome. I jumped in and excelled. You know, I excelled in that position. Right. But I remember... Uh, when I vied for the directorship once my director left, okay. that somebody from the Department of Labor called me and mm -hmm. he was like, basically telling me, you don't get to make mistakes. Like you, in a nutshell, on paper, you shouldn't even have this position. Mm. I'm expecting 100% this. And like, the, you know, I'm dealing with 16 to 24 year olds. Nothing is for sure, right? <laughs> okay, um, right. <laughs> but um, and so there were moments where I was like, I don't think I can do this. And I was like, no, no, because, you know, that would be disrespectful to God's favor over my life. Mm. I'm only here mm. because he said I should be here. Yes. So I'm gonna, I don't have to prove anything with my words. Watch my work. Oh, so that, yes. that was my thing. I don't. And I come against it a lot. Even now, you know, some people are like, oh, you, you know, you didn't finish your degree. No. Do you think Why? you can do this? Yes. And then Absolutely. they see what I do and they're like, oh, then nobody's talking about a degree anymore. So there were certain positions in my life where, again, on paper, I shouldn't have been in that position right. where people were challenging me. And I decided, you know what? I'm not going to let them what they say be what I am. Right. Show them that I'm supposed to be here through my work and my outcomes. 
Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that um, example. You actually said something that I sort of say to myself often. You know how every now, you know, sometimes people have like personal mantras and watch me work is one of mine. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's like something that I play in my head, even when I'm at work, because sometimes you come up against a work situation, a moment in which you feel stress or you you let that imposter syndrome sort of seep in. And I have to say to myself, mm -mm, mm -mm, watch me work. I'm going to get this done. Yep. Um, I'm going to not just get it done, but I'm going to excel. That's right. Um, so, Tamika, I just want to say um, this part of you is exactly why I reached out to have you be on the podcast. Um, a lot of people don't realize that they are already embodying the element A2H, right? Because it's a new concept to people. It's something I'm introducing but the concepts themselves, the elements themselves are not new characteristics, right? right? People already have them. And so I think it's important for me to demonstrate and, and really um, amplify other people's stories, not just my own, right? Um, to demonstrate for other people, look, sis over there is embodying it. She is killing the elements of success. She yeah. is the, um, the elements A2H. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really wanted to have you come on and talk about how you came to, I think, develop that kind of confidence in yourself. You already touched on it a little bit, of course, with your faith. But as, was there any sort of flashpoint in your career where you said to yourself, um, self, you know that you are better than this. So what's next for you? Did you feel like you had one particular flashpoint that you could draw from? Ooh, I would say at the end of my uh, tenure with Job Corps, I was there mm. for 15 years total. And it just got to the point where the policies put in place, I didn't have the influence that I needed to have to do for the pe people I was charged to serve what they needed me to do for them. Okay. And it was, it was very frustrating. My voice was stifled. Um, and I decided, no, there's mm -hmm. there's something more. I, I gave this program everything I had gotcha. for 15 years. I left nothing on the table. Um, and, and I decided that I could try for more and go into uncharted territory. So I shifted right. from being in workforce development for 13 years, was really good at it, you know, mm -hmm. knew it, you know, knew it like the back of my hand to economic development, mm. where I've been a serial entrepreneur, you know, all my life, but that's different than going into economic development. Yes. Uh, and there were absolutely moments where I was like, I don't think I can do this. And I <laughs> But then I just was like, you know what? But when you do do this, for me, you know what? It's always about the people. Right. I've always been in like mission grounded um, positions in some shape or form. And right. so those moments where I'm like, I don't think I can do this. I think about the people who need me. Great. You know, who need my voice specifically because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a woman of color. Right. Um, I'm a divorced now single mother of two. I've, I've been through a lot. I, I came from a home with divorced parents. Right. I, you know, there, I, I just have so many stories that I can share and so many areas where I can be more than sympathetic, but be empathetic. Right. Share their experience that um, who am I to not be present for other people because I'm scared of something when God positioned me in that mm. area? Right. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's powerful. That was a lot. That was a, there were a lot of gems, <laughs> I think, dropped there. First of all, just recognizing that it was a flashpoint for you to say, 
I think it's time for me to step into something new, right? And then recognizing it's one thing to understand um, money and entrepreneurship myself. It's another thing to be charged with economic development for others um, and especially community economic development in the ways that I know that you have been charged to do. Um, So I commend you for even recognizing those things in your career trajectory, um, because that's important. And one of the elements of success, you know, I always have to bring it back. One of the other elements of success is also self-awareness. And for me, it's actually the most, um, if I had to put them in order of priority, self-awareness is the the top priority. Um, It's the top element of success in the whole framework, because without actually being centered enough to recognize when it's time for you to go, or to recognize what your strengths are and when they're being tapped or not being tapped, um, you're not going to be able to, well, I shouldn't say you're not going to be able to, it might take you a little longer to make those decisions, or you may need to have the influence of other people to help you make those decisions. And of course, as I mentioned before, the elements A2H are all about having that as an internal driver, your, your sort of internal clock to say, it's time for me to do something else. Yep. It's time for me to stretch. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, of course, if the Lord is saying, I want to place you somewhere else, you also have to show up. And then when you get there, you got to show out. That's so sure. Absolutely. Okay. So it's time for me to make a, a quick transition. What okay. I would like for us to do next, Tamika, is to um, talk a little bit together about the, the A2H formula. Mm-hmm. So I described it at the top of the show as having the elements A2H And then with that, focus on your own contribution to your work, to your work world and to your community so that you can eventually have career resilience. But I also like to take it a step further and help people um, realize that you can have career satisfaction that you define for yourself. So what I'm going to do is we're going to take a quick break. It's only going to be a one minute break. And when Mm -hmm. we return, Tamika and I will dive into a discussion about what does the a2H formula look like for her. And not only that, but um, I'm going to ask Tamika to give her um, opinion about that combination of things, the elements A2H and how contribution can be a driver for success. So we shall return in just a few. All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, And as you saw, you just saw a quick little promo talking about how the elements A2H can really help you elevate your leadership. And so with that, I want to transition to talk with you, Tamika, about the formula, the A2H formula, and really talk it out 
um, really from a, a, an, a lay person's perspective, if you will. And I say lay person because you're not a person who has sort of just, who's taken sort of A2H courses. You just follow my journey because you're my sister friend, right? right? Um, but if you could perhaps talk to the folks about, is there anything within the A2H formula in particular that gels for you or stands out for you, particularly around how people can use contribution to derive their success or how maybe embodying the characteristics that are in the elements A2H can drive success? Well, you asked me to share two of the elements that like resonated with me. And I, the truth is that all of them mm. <laughs> resonate with me. Yay, um, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I focus on the passion and unapologetic um, ambition, unapologetic ambition because of my story mm. and the trajectory of the story. But um, I also talked about passion, you know, right. you know needing to have passion, innovation um, and problem solving. Yes. Uh, it, that is what helped me to excel in so many areas. And I just it's just a gift. It's not, mm. uh, you know, it's like I'm able to go into rooms or businesses or organizations and be like, no, we should be doing this and we should fix this. You need to be talking to this person. It's just a natural thing. Yes. And I, I believe I got it from my mother, who's a social worker. And I just would mm. hear her on the phone for hours and hours working things out for people. And she, mm. would, she was relentless. And if she couldn't work it out, it was not uncommon for a family to be staying at my house overnight or two nights until my mom could work it out. Yes. Um, so I watched, I, I learned that by, you know, watching my mom. But then as you talk about self-awareness, mm -hmm. I, I had to get really good with myself because mm. So much judgment. There was so much speculation yes. around mm, who's this girl? You know, wh why does she think she can come in here and sit at this table? All of right. that. And in the e economic development space, I was not only usually the only woman in the boardroom, I was also the only person of color. Many, wow. many. Times. And when I tell you, I would walk into rooms and it would turn ice cold, Oof. ice cold. And I would have to mm. learn to. Um, I said this in a speech one time, uh, are you a thermostat or a thermometer? Because a mm. thermometer adapts to the temperature in the room, but a yes. thermostat regulates the temperature in the room. So I preach to be a thermostat. So you can mm. be cold, you can be judgmental. I'm going to come in there because I know I'm supposed to be here. Yes. Nobody's word is higher than God's and he's the only one that made it so that I could be here. Um, so there are so many of all of them. Um, tolerance for ambiguity. That okay. is a huge one for me, especially in my former position where it was a pilot program. I was the inaugural okay. director. I had mm -hmm. no team. And they were like, this is what you have to do. This is the time <laughs> you have to do it. That's right. And, <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait, yes. wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? But no blueprint. No, no blueprint, nothing. No historical but, information. No, no, just make it happen to me. You said you could do it. But mm. I, I learned that I thrive in those situations in yes. that chaos because I'm a thermostat, mm. um, because I also am like unapologetic now. It took yes. me some time to get here about the fact that I'm supposed to be here. Yes. Um, that, you know, I can I can figure things out. And again, it was from watching my mom. She always was able to figure things out. Right. So I was able to do that. But then, you know, encompassing all of the elements and then also, to your point, acting on them, your yes. contribution to 
your community, to your organization, your job, your family, grounded mm -hmm. in the elements of A2H is what, you know, it is a recipe for success. Mm. There's no way that you cannot be successful if you embody these elements and you're intentional in your contribution to your community and to your exactly. organization. Exactly. Thank you so much for basically co-signing <laughs> what um, what I write about so often, what I what I speak about, but what I what I try to also live out. Um, and so it was really important for me to find other people who live in those same ways, um, whether or not they identify them as A2H elements, but you live out these kinds of characteristics. You already had unapologetic ambition, Tamika. I think right. when we met, you were, and that was, you know, many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think attract, we, we, we follow these laws of attraction in, in even in our personal lives, right? Mm -hmm. So we were, I think, pulled together through forces that were beyond us yeah. um, in many ways. And I think that's because you, I had a sense that you were a strong person. You knew where you were going. And over the years that our friendship has, um, has blossomed, um, and the more that I have gotten to know you, I have really, for, for the sake of the audience, um, I've, I've been following, I think, Tamika's journey more than she even realizes, just because um, I'm a stalker on social media, first of all. <laughs> um, and I'm just always somebody that celebrates wins for other people. Yeah. So when I have seen Tamika make those shifts from job core to economic development to stepping out on her own to create a consulting firm, I was like, girl, I'm always in the back like, you better go. You <laughs> <Yes>. better. <laughs> I am always that person. And so with all that, I say thank you, uh, first of all, for the ways in which you contribute. I want to move to talk a little bit more about that because I want to ask you sort of a two-part question. Okay. The first part is you are also highly intelligent. You could not do all of those things without that level of intelligence, right? So I would like to hear you talk about the ways that you go get the information that you need for yourself um, so that you can build the life that you want to see. Do you mind talking a little bit about what that looks like for you in order to help you contribute at the level that you want to contribute? Yes. Um, I just had this conversation with my son who's 19 years old and Ooh, finding wow. himself in the same situation I was in at 19. You know, mm. I thought I was going to be Beyonce when I was younger and I got a And she could be. <laughs> I got a consistent <laughs> deal. I was in the studio with, you know, nationally recognized producers and everything, but I knew that I was not going to make it out of the music industry alive, whether it's physically, mm. emotionally, or spiritually. And even though I had it in my hand, I walked away from it. And I had already left school and I decided I'm not going back to school just to go back to school. I don't know what I want to do. Okay. And, and my son is in that same position right now, partly because of COVID, partly because we put a lot of eggs in the basketball basket and that didn't work out. Okay. And so I was just having this conversation with him that, you know, um, do not attach shame to the position that you're in right now, because mm. this is where you 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 um, saturate yourself in information. Yes. So if you have a manager, you ask to sit in them on meetings. Mm. Um, you, you tell them that you can um, fill in for them. You do for them. When I worked at the University of Pennsylvania in the Office of General Counsel, when I was putting pleadings um, and briefs together, I wasn't just putting them together. I was reading them. Soaking I, it up. 
soaking it all up, sitting, sitting in uh, meetings with my boss and watching how she moved, looking at the language that she used, mm -hmm. um, understanding that like, I'm always going to be early and I'm always going to stay late. Mm. Right. Cause I'm not going to give you any am ammunition to say that I'm not supposed to be here. Right. So, and so for me, it was just about not just showing up for a job, but always seeing more and knowing that there are people higher up than me that I could learn from, awesome. even if the relationship wasn't awesome. Right. There were times where I had bosses that I didn't necessarily like. Okay. But they were very successful. And so mm -hmm. I watched how they moved mm. and, and I would always immerse myself and not just my job, um, you know, I started out as like executive assistants and administrative assistants, but for like the office of general counsel, for attorneys, you know, for director of construction and all of that. And so I would right. everything. Um, and that's what really helped me to always, you know, ascend because again, I didn't have mm -hmm. that paper. Right. And so, you know, I went to real life university. You okay. Know? <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> I had a lot of I had a lot of different jobs where I learned a lot of different skills. And so my cumulative experience and now yes. my skill set uniquely positions me to do mm. very, very well in, yes. in high positions. But it took hard work. And I'm saying that to my son. You that's not a piece of it that you can ever um, dismiss. There's right. no substitute for hard work. And there were days where I was like, this is not even in my job description, but I'm going to do it anyway because okay. I'm going to show them my value. I yes. want to show them that you can't just like get rid of Tamika. Um, but it took right. years. It took years of that. But I mean, look, look now. Right. Um, so it was it was all all worth it. That's wonderful to hear. First of all, it's wonderful to hear that you're pouring into your son that way and not. Um, and I'm just going to share a little bit about my own personal experience. I can't speak to your full parenting story, but I know for me, I try to communicate uh, probably over communicate with my little ones who are not even little. I don't know why I still say little. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I try to um, communicate with my children what career decisions I am making and why and how they benefit or may challenge us as a unit. And that's because as a child, I used to watch my mother um, and my father. My father has worked for one of the number one pharmaceutical companies for my entire life, he retired from there, but you would never know it because he didn't speak on it. Mm -hmm. um, for him, it was just like, this is my check. It's right. gonna be my pension <laughs> when I'm finished, right? And my mother had many, many jobs over time and, and landed in a career in education, um, in special education. But she did not speak to me about the career decisions. She did not speak to me about her experiences as a black woman in public education, which I know came with trials and tribulations. Yeah. And so I come home sometimes and now I don't spill and, and vent and, you know, give out the tea with my kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> However, I do talk with them when I reach a crossroads where I know my next step is going to impact everybody in here. Yeah. Not just me. So I commend you for for speaking to your son about making those decisions for himself, because yeah. we can't we have to model for them what we know they need in the world. And I, mm -hmm. I say that not not to say we want to model for them what we want for them, because I know for me and probably also for you, you want your children to be what who they see and yeah. who God has for them to be. Yeah. So I can't even determine that. Right. But I want to model for them how to show up how to contribute 
So I'm gonna stop getting on my soapbox about that. <laughs> um, but what I wanted to also connect with what you said, Tamika, was uh, first of all, you talked about being aware. So self-awareness, another, you know, obviously the element of success, that's number one. You talked about watching and learning from people who you worked for directly, but mm -hmm. also other people's jobs to mm -hmm. understand not just the needs of Tamika, but the needs of the organization, mm -hmm. right? And how Tamika was filling those needs. Mm -hmm. One of the things I talk about with students, especially, but really with everybody I service with the elements A2H, I try to help people understand what it means to manage up and out, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's part of that. So it's part of having an awareness about what are the needs of other people around me. Mm -hmm. And when I talk about the element um, of problem solving and innovation, I don't just stop by saying, be a problem solver. Right. Well, really, what does that look like, Miss Stephanie? Right. I, they always want to write no more. Um, I give them examples of knowing what your boss's job is, is only going to make you a stronger employee. Right. But I listened to you say how you paid attention to what the way your boss might have moved or the your directors, people you worked with, because what you also learned from that, Tamika, in my experience, is you learn what where they um, have opportunities. Mm -hmm. And if you pick up on what their opportunities are and you can fill those gaps, they're going to see you as an asset. Yep. Right. You move so far away from being a liability and become an asset. And they're like, mm, we, what can we do to keep you, Tamika? We don't want you to leave. And right. That's, that's exactly it. Yep. Exactly. You move into those conversations. And that's where I try to get young people to go, young professionals, um, to move in a way where you define um, your own success. But mm -hmm. you also sort of, um, people used to tell me, oh, when you got out of school, you're going to write your own ticket, girl. That's, that's not how it worked. I came out with two degrees and right. I can't write my own ticket with those two degrees because now those degrees don't even mean what they meant when I went into the <laughs> that line of work. Yeah, Writing my own ticket really looks like having self-awareness, being yeah. that problem solver and all those things that you just described. So thank you so much for sharing your story, um, your personal story, because after all, this is aspired higher personal and mm -hmm. professional development. Mm -hmm. I just want to say one one thing. I just feel like someone needs to hear this. I, I became an effective leader by serving leaders. Mm. Um, all of my beginning positions, I was serving people in leadership capacities. And instead of me feeling like I don't want to do this for them, you know, I don't they make more money than me. I, mm. did, it, I did it with with honor and I did it with intention. Yes. And I was very serious about I'm going to learn them so well that they're not even going to have to ask me to do stuff. So very often yes. I would say, I need, oh, it's already on your desk. Oh, can you call? Oh, I do called it. yesterday. He'll be here at noon. Because, yes. because I, I already know. So if you're in a position of service, mm. embrace that. You know, make make that your stepping stone to what's next. Don't be right. disgruntled. And listen, people in leadership sometimes you know, don't have a lot of respect for the people serving them, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying to stay in a position where you're you're not being honored, but just know that those hard times are only going to make you better. Mm -hmm. and, and, and serving leaders, whether they're effective leaders or not so effective leaders, I learned what works as a leader. And I right. also learned what absolutely doesn't work as a leader. And right. so that's, that's why I really believe that I'm a, a, an effective leader and my teams um, respect me 
and and are really grateful for me because I honor them as human beings first and foremost. Yes. Um, and because I I sat in the position where I had to serve a leader, and I want them um, to feel how I wanted to feel in that right. position of service. Mm. Now that was a word. Thank you for sharing that, Jim. Um, yes. It's definitely something that I, I'm glad it hits your spirit because it is absolutely. Um, completely relevant to, I think, the people who are going to be listening to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, one of the last things I'll say before we have a little bit of fun going into our um, <laughs> lightning round. Um, the la I, Listen, it's going to be okay to me. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do you wrong. Um, so here's what I'll, I'll wrap up this sort of conversation about the formula with. This is not what I really want everybody to walk away from, not just this podcast with, but any engagement with the elements A2H or with the Spired Hire, it's not rocket science. Um, it doesn't require, you know, tremendous level of education, but it does require um, internal fortitude, mm -hmm. right? It does require that level of um, reflection. You have to, I live with reflection as a practice, like in my day to day. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think Tamika also can attest to just spending some time every day, number one, with God, whatever that that spiritual grounding thing is for you. Spend some time with God and think about what your needs are um, in order to be able to show up and serve and yeah. contribute. Yeah. I just think it's really important for me to connect with people that I'm not just selling this set of characteristics. It's about using those characteristics to make your decisions so that you can contribute at the best level that you possibly can. Cause I really think that's what it's all about. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, Tamika. So without further ado, we are in our last few minutes of the show. And so this is a, I like to move into um, these last, I think about four to five minutes of something I call the lightning round. So for my, uh, <laughs> for the listeners and for the viewers, what this is going to look like is um, almost like a word association game. So I'm going to um, ask Tamika a set of questions, but I'm going to ask them in a quick sort of rapid fire style. It's not going to be as um, reflective <laughs> as the interview has gone so far. Mm -hmm. I would like for Tamika to think about the first thing that comes to mind. As long as it is clean, please share. <laughs> right? I was like, are you sure you want to play this game with me? <laughs> <laughs> but no, listen, it's so important for, you know, a little bit about what I do, Tamika, especially as a DEI person. We show yes. up as who we are in our places of work. So I That's want right. you to answer as your full self, okay? That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. So... Now, I, know I don't have all the sound machine stuff that I want to have, but we, are you ready? We're going to get into it. Can you hear my, let's go. Mm -hmm. I'm going to switch up the background just a bit to let you know where we're going. Mm -hmm. Lightning round. First question, Tamika, success is? How you define it. Yes. Oh, perfect answer. Um, second question, name two role models or people you look up to. Go. My mom and my Aunt Terry. Oh, beautiful. I wish I could ask you more, but this is the lightning round. Um, mm -hmm. Next question. How do you handle haters or naysayers? Oh, I pray for them. I don't hate oh, them. Okay. Yeah. You better be the Tabitha Brown of economic development. 
Yeah. I pray. I pray for your healing. Okay, next question, Tamika. What grinds your gears? Work related. And in, in like a pot, just knowing that there are people waiting for me. There are people waiting for, for my service and, mm. and my, my dedication. So I, I like I said earlier, I'm always grounded in who I'm serving. And in this capacity, I'm serving, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs. And so when I know that they need me, right. there, there's there's no stopping me. Thank you. You turned on. You show up. You show out. Absolutely. La last question. What is the worst career advice you ever received? That I had to go to college to be successful. Mm. Okay. So that was a little bit of a setup because I feel like I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a, a good position for me to a good place to position that question um, because I'm here to, I think, uh, um, show everyone to illustrate, not just through my own actions, but through the actions, stories um, and careers of my guests. Mm -hmm. And so Tamika, Miss Tamika Otis, um, Miss Equity Warrior. Miss Atmosphere Shifting Storyteller. Now, I didn't let Tamika get into too much of that atmosphere shifting because she, listen, Tamika, I'm going to be honest with you. Before you came on, I got my tissues because I was like, I don't know what Tamika going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and just in case you was going to really take us there and shift it. I said, let me, I need to be prepared. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tamika is known to bring you to the place where you need to be. Um, to shift your atmosphere. So I just want to give you, before I close, mm -hmm. I want to give you just a couple of minutes to tell the people about Kabod Consulting, where you do help people to shift, uh, pivot, and practice um, the best lives for themselves. I know I'm not giving it the justice that you can, so please talk about Kabod Consulting. Yeah, well, thank you for that. So just a little context about Kabod. I started Kabod in 2016, um, in response to my community's desperate need for culturally competent grant writers. Mm. I was doing a lot of pro bono grant work and um, a, a friend and colleague of mine, Ricky Brown said to me, you know, this is a business. Like, it's nice that you're doing it for free, but sis. Um, and so <laughs> I started- Good friend, that's a good friend. Yes, I started doing grant writing. It was um, very, very successful at it. Um, and then, you know, my positions were very demanding. So I just had some clients here and there. And then in 2020, during COVID, when everything shut down, uh, mm -hmm. my best friend, our mutual best friend, Miss Summer Willow Fitch, and I yes. um, decided, like, you know, we had talked about doing some things together. And she said, why don't we just build Kabod? Why don't we just make it more? And mm. so all of her amazing experience and her degree in entrepreneurship and having an MBA and just right. just diverse skill set skill set coupled with mine, we were able to grow and expand Kabad to from just grant writing to doing organizational change management, um, doing uh, organizational training, especially around DEI topics, trauma and right. care personal and leadership uh, development. And then we also do something called entrepreneurial alignment support because she and I are both serial entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, she has, you know, the, the university degrees behind that plus her experience. And I have all my years of experience. Yes. Um, and so together we're very powerful in helping people to come in with an idea and very quickly start up their business and be successful or have a business that isn't doing so well. And with a short period of time, 
get, getting them to where they, they want to be. So that's what we do um, with Kabad. We're, we're growing. We're going to be um, adding some consultants coming up. Stephanie Reed's going to be one of them, but did I say that out loud? Um, and <laughs> I told you she'll shift the atmosphere because listen. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, you know, I, I'm a hybrid entrepreneur. You know, I have a best friend that believes in my vision and dream enough that she is only doing Kabad. Right. Um, and so I hold that very, very heavy and wanting to make sure that our, our company is successful, not just because I want it to be successful, but this is my best friend and I want her um, to be financially stable and, and, you know, feel really good about the work that we're doing. But then yes. also the jobs that I have really add value to the work that we do because of the connections and the networking absolutely, and, and being in organizations and seeing when there's change happening and how people respond and what I should be doing. And I'm able to bring that over to Kabad. Um, and then we also do speaking engagement. She and I love to, to host events and, and mm -hmm. um, service facilitators. You can find out more at kabadconsults.com right, right there. Right down here, <laughs> over there with Tamika. <laughs> yeah, and so we're growing. We just um, finished a large uh, contract with the YWCA of Syracuse and Onondaga County. Um, wow. And we're, we're doing really great work, and it feels good because we built it. Absolutely. And we get to define it, and it is mission-grounded. And I was really intentional about the name for Kebab. People ask me all the time. First of all, a lot of people say Kebab, and I'm like, it's not a skewer. It's not Kebab. It's no, kabad. sir. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. It's kabad. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and kabad in the Hebrew literally means the weight of God's glory. Mm. I was really intentional about that name because I wanted everything that I did to have the weight of God's glory and for him to mm. be pleased with my work. And so if I wow. name my company that, that is my commitment and my promise to God that mm. everything that I do is going to have the weight of his glory on it. Mm, listen, did y'all hear that? If y'all don't go to kabaconsults.com, because if the weight of the glory of God is on that word, okay. listen, can I can I have some? <laughs> uh, listen, I just want to say yes to everything Tamika just said. And I think um, I'll take it a step further and say, I know Tamika says she wants the work to be great, but the work is great, right? Mm -hmm. The work is great because of the intentionality in um, how it was put together. It, it's obviously carrying the, the glory of God. How mm -hmm. can you not show up as great? Mm -hmm. uh, but as you heard Tamika describe, which I can't help but just connect right back to why we're here. Yeah. Tamika and Summer as consultants are helping people to align their personal and their professional, right? So if you want to be part of that in the near future, there is a three-day goal alignment coming up, I think this month, Tamika, is that right? Next month, the top of next month, the third, the sixth, and the eighth, I believe. But if, when you okay. go to provide consults, it'll pop right up <laughs> when you go uh, when you go there. Yeah. And we believe that, you know, nothing is one dimensional. We cannot right. address leadership development without first um, addressing personal development. Absolutely. And so many times people have a one dimensional view of things. So we're very holistic and very unconventional yes. in our ways. Um, but our, our outcomes prove that um, this is the way to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I, we can gush. I know I can gush on and on about one, Miss Tamika Otis, and two, Kabad Consults. 
but I don't want to hold us too long. I really would like the, the viewers who are watching um, to follow um, Tamika Otis on social, but also follow Kabad Consults. You can find them on social at that same name. Mm -hmm. um, and thank you all. Thank you, Tamika, for being here to share your story, your very, I think, important and inspiring story um, to my listeners and to the viewers of the A2H podcast. Thank you for giving light to the A2H formula and how the elements of success can be embodied by all, right? Yes. It is not about a person or a group of people who graduated from any one particular place. Um, this is a life skill that I would like people to learn, embodying these elements and bringing your personal and your professional self to the best place. So thank you for contributing to that, Tamika. Yeah. And with that, I would like to say to my folks, if you have not already, please like, share and comment um, in this show. Um, subscribe to the A2H podcast. And also, if you want to dig a little bit deeper, go to aspire2hire.com. You can subscribe to the A2H community. If you want to take a step further and become a member um, and learn about how to embody the elements of success from me directly, um, you can become a premium subscriber or sign up for any of the courses that we offer. Thank you, Tamika, for being thank here you. and for shining in the way that you do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. And as always, I want everyone to do what? Aspire to hire. Thank you. Good night, y'all.